a passion for Rock Camp, probably more than anything I've ever done, uh, because I'm changing lives. I feel like I'm doing you know great stuff every day for people. That's Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp creator David Fishoff. I'm Jamie Green, and this is Trading Force. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm your host, Jamie Green, and this is episode 123. Hey, what did you want to be when you were a little kid? Football player? Astronaut? Olympic gymnast? Certainly that's true for a lot of you, but I'm guessing a lot of you wanted to be a musician. And I'm guessing that because you're listening to a music interview podcast. Today's guest, David Fishoff, also loved music growing up. While being a working musician didn't work out for him, being an agent and promoter for musicians absolutely did. David was the brains behind such things as the Ringo All-Star Band Tours initially and the Monkees Reunion. He worked with some of the biggest names in rock and roll. Ringo, obviously, Brian Wilson, Roger Daltrey, Peter Frampton, just to name a few. And from that love of music and musicians, he got the idea of Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp way back in 1997. Now, I'm guessing you probably have heard of it. Hell, The Simpsons did an entire episode about it. But David said it took a while to find its footing before becoming the juggernaut it is today. You can hear all about David and the Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp if you watch the documentary Rock Camp the Movie, which is charming critics and viewers alike. Down in the show notes, you can see all the different ways to view this highly enjoyable film. Yes, I watched it and totally got a kick out of it. It's really well done. It's very touching at times and is always a lot of fun. So I was thrilled when David agreed to come on Trading Fours to talk all about it. So let's get started. Here's my conversation with Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp CEO, David Fishoff. Let's go, let's rock and roll. Birds always say, you know, so you want to be a rock and roll star, but David, after watching this movie, uh, you're making a lot of people rock and roll stars. That must make you feel really good. I love it, I really do. I have such a passion for rock camp, probably more than anything I've ever done, uh, because I'm changing lives. I feel like I'm doing you know great stuff every day for people. Um, while it's not the, um, it, it's, it's a fun business and it keeps me off the road, keeps me in rock and roll and able to take what I've learned over the years and just show the, the average musician or the a great musician, you know, how to aspire. You know, that's a really interesting segue because I think if people think about this and don't know anything about it, they're probably going to think that these people are trying to reach for something, but these are really successful people. Uh, whether it's Tammy, who's you know in New York City and is a vice president of company, or it's uh, what was the guy's name? I wrote it down here. Scott. Scott, you know, amazing vice president of right. Like these are really successful people in the day job. So and, you know, and they had a choice in their life. You know, to to they could have taken the road, and they decided that you know they weren't going to go for the being a musician, but they were going to go for their careers. And but deep inside. They're musicians. I mean, the, my favorite story is Joe Perry is at um, a rock camp in in, um, in Foxwoods. And he asks a guy during a QA, and a he says, what do you do for a living? The guy says, I'm a lawyer. And on weekends, I play guitar in my band. And he turns to the guy, he says, you're full of crap. He says, you're a guitarist first. You do that legal BS to buy guitars and come to <laughs> rock camp. And the guy laughed. He said, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's why I do it. And and I'm a musician first. So a musician is a musician first. And um, so, and, and that's what camp's about. And, and now uh, over, at, over the age of 40, 
there's so many people that are picking up instruments and realizing how much fun it is and and they can you know so camp is open for the beginner as well as the advanced person and only to get better and get better so i watched this movie on youtube but it's everywhere it's on itunes it's on uh amazon prime it's on google play what am i missing david you can watch this movie. oh yeah you know amazon's the biggest place and and but it's on access tv they show it for free when they when they air it uh did direct tv has a 4k version um and um but I love the film, you know, it took five years to make. Doug Blush uh, directed it and he did 20 Feet from Stardom and he did in, in, in Vicus, in Vicus, I think they, the, the um, Netflix, the, the Oscar they won for that. And then, and then he did another one um, where, um, I forgot the last, called Period, and it was a short film. Um, it also won an Oscar. And I just, you know, needed Doug to take this film and, and make it, you know, he said, David, let me finish it for you. and he did a fabulous job. I mean, we're still over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, you know, we just won a, a film festival in Columbus the other day. And I think this sto the story really came out great on the film. And um, so, it and, you know, it's hard to make a film. I mean, it took five years. And it's probably the hardest thing that I had to ever be involved in. And, um, but, and why is it hard? Because, you know, it's, you, you get 90 terabytes of footage to go through. And who do you include? Who don't you include? And, no, each of the campers that have come to camp, their stories are all, we have thousands of stories, you know? And so it's, it's more of the stuff that got, got thrown. And then you got to keep it to 80 minutes, you know? So mm -hmm. <laughs> it was hard. Well, as a father of two boys, um, I think what resonated the most to me was both, you know, Blake Meinhardt's story and um, Scott Keller's story with his younger son. Can you talk a little bit about that and why you wanted to include oh, that in the movie? Blake, the, the Blake Meinhardt story is just amazing to see the way he's come, came, coming back to camp every year, every year, a year. He had aspirations to come. He prepared for it. He, his father got him a teacher and he just grew and grew and grew. Now he's at Kent State University, recorded with Mike Plink. But to me, the biggest story is Scott Keller and his son, and his son's now in UCLA, and he's playing keyboards and bass in a band. And I got a call from a, a, a woman who called me about three months ago. She saw the film and she said, you know, I got depressed. I said, why? She said, you know, my husband and I had the same type of child. And my husband didn't want to put the work into the, the child. And, and today they, the, my daughter's in a home. and." Look what Scott Kellerman's wife did. They put all that work and they're getting, they got, and look what they achieved. You know, when you, when you have a special ed child, you make a decision. You have to really, like Scott says in the film, you got to put your all into it. And he did. And look at the results he's getting. And, and he's such a sweet, he, they came as a family to, you know, jam with Dave Mustaine. And they were, they were amazing, just amazing story. I noticed Scott was, when Dave asked whose guitar he could play, Scott was very happy to say mine almost immediately, right? <laughs> yeah, Scott's an, he's such a remarkable guy. You know that, you know, in addition to being a, a VP at McKinsey, he really helped me a lot in the business. He really showed me a lot of stuff. And, and because, um, you know, I was wandering for a long time. You know, it's not a, Rock Camp is not one of those, it's like owning a tall man shop in Tokyo. Now, don't get upset at me for that line, but I'm just, you know, I always want to be a classical comic. So, but it's, it's a hard business because, um, you know, you're limited to, it's not like when I did concerts, okay, you can extend the fence, you can play a bigger arena. Here, you can only put one bass player in a band, uh, one drummer in a band. So you're limited. And, but the results of what happened to these people is just amazing. 
I thought it was also really interesting too, because I think if, if people aren't paying attention, man, you've got A-listers. I mean, this is a rock and roll hall of fame list of people. Sammy Hagar is on there. You know, Paul Stanley's in that, like you said, Dave Mustaine. And these are heavy hitters. A guy came over to me in Columbus the other night. He says, you know, I run a fantasy baseball camp. I said, I used to run baseball camps with Lou Pinella. And, and you know, today these fantasy baseball camps, these guys can't hit the ball over the fence anymore. He said, yeah, you're right. I said, let me tell you, if you look at my rock stars, they're still selling out arenas, stadiums. It's amazing. And I tell you something, you can be a rock star at 81, 82, 83. Look at Mick Jagger, look at Ringo, look at McCartney. You know, you, can have, you can't imagine being a ball player after 35, but you can be a, a rock star. You can write a song. You can play in a tribute band. So, you know, that's the greatest thing about being a musician. Yeah. I just saw Sammy Hagar in concert this summer and it was remarkable. You would not think he was, on, well, I guess he just turned 75 years old. And I'll tell you what was interesting. When, we, when there was the pandemic, so Britt Lightning, our musical director from Vixen, and I did 160 masterclasses over Zoom. You know, it was, it was depressing. The live music was down. You couldn't work. Many of these artists believed they would never get on the stage again. Many of them were, were it was really devastating for live music. So we came up with this idea to do uh, masterclasses. And on 160 interviews, with Alice Cooper, the one that was sticks with her, was Joe Elliott, you name it. We were able to, um, we were able to get all these people to come on. And what was the common denominator? They all had passion. They all had passion for their work. And number two was a song, you know, from Alice Cooper to Roger Dolce. It's all about that song. You know, you want that career, you've got to write that great song. So we did a songwriting class with Desmond Child, and he was amazing, too. And uh, it was really, it, it got me through COVID. Yeah. Everybody had to pivot, right? Everyone had to pivot. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because, I've, you know, you're 125 episodes. I've had on some musicians that are studio guys. I said my life didn't change. And then I had Ty Tabor, actually, from King's X. He's here in Kansas City, and he came to my house, and I interviewed him. And he had to set up a Patreon account just to keep his studio open because his whole livelihood went away. Whole livelihood went away. They, they did one of my camps, Kings X. They they toured. I did a little tour with them. They're very good, amazing musicians. Super nice guys too. Yeah, super nice guys. So you've got one of the things I think is really cool, and and, and I get your emails. That's why I reached out to you originally. Is is you've got this female camp coming up in Nashville. Talk to me a little bit about this for our my female listeners. So Brett Lightning came up with the idea about two and a half years ago. And uh, we did one last year with Melissa Etheridge and Nancy Wilson and Orianti and, um, and then from the Go-Go's, the bass player, Kathy Valentine. Yep. It was so amazing to see 75 women come together and be part of a team. And they just felt free. And, you know, they, they supported each band. You know, the final night, usually a band goes on. And then afterwards, they go out and they celebrate and they go have dinner and they leave. And, you know, next band goes on, next band goes on. Because the final night, we have a big night. No one left each other's band. They just were there supporting them. It was really a, a remarkable, remarkable experience. So we, 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 first person we went to was Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm, because, you know, she's a, a rocker. Yep. And then we decided Nashville, because she lives in Nashville. And then we had to come up with a, a country name. And, wow, we got Winona. And uh, her mom and I, um, you know, her mom was going to do a camp for me years ago. And um, we just couldn't get the right schedule. So she knew all about Rock Camp. And she, she, I loved her quote. She said, I'm going to make her story, H-E-R-S-T-R-Y. And 
listen, she's, she's amazing. And the campus is going to play a lot of rock songs. It's, you know, it's dedicated to playing, um, you know, songs from, um, you know, what, uh, um, Joan Jett. And we're mm-hmm. going to play all the women rockers. We're going to play their whole list. And it, it will be exciting. And it's really an amazing experience. It's uh, January 17, 18, 19, I think it is. But they can go to rockcamp.com and look it up. Women only. And then, you know, we got a lot of trouble last time because, oh, we got, got a lawyer wrote to me. It can't just be women's only. And what about men? He can exclude us. So we created a man cave package. And then just for the spouses to come. And if they want to come, they get to jam with Derek St. Holmes. Okay. And uh, we keep them away from the women, but they get their own jam, man cave package. That, that's funny that men of all people would complain that they weren't included since we've been included in everything, especially yeah. with rock and roll since rock and roll first started. I know, I know. They were complaining to men, women only, you know, they, you know, obviously they wanted to come see Louis Etheridge and Nancy Wilson have such big followers. So yeah. you'll have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Melissa grew up here, man. She was right up the road. Oh man, was she unbelievable. That's she was great voice. so, so good. So supportive of all the campers and just cheering them on and hearing their stories. And, you know, I asked these rockers to come to camp for a few hours, jam with each band. But once they're there, you know, the main best story is Nick Mason. He stayed for four days, you know. He, Roger Dolce, the first time, he stayed for three days. I mean, you know, they see how amazing these people are. It reminds them what it was like when they first started. So they're there to support them. It's not a, a meet and greet, you know, and they, they really get into it. And um, and I think they get, and, and as you see in the film, they get a lot out of it also. I mean, the one quote I missed in the film that I, I really wish we could put it back in was Nancy Wilson. And she said in her interview, she said, um, you know, David, when we first started, it was a passion of playing music and getting a hit song. And then once we made it, it became about lawyers, agents, managers, and mm-hmm. the business. And while we have to do the business, your camp is pure music. And um, people can just come and let go and just focus on the music. Yeah. I don't think there's anything more zen in the world than playing live music. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And the reaction you get from the audience and and um, it's, yeah, I've learned a lot over the years. And although I, my brother's the drummer in the family, um, I can play a few notes, but um, I love it. I love live music. So real quick, I, 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 I would be remiss. I was born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska. And um, I, you know, my dad taught at the University of Nebraska. My first hero in my life was Dave Hum, but right after him was Vince Ferragamo. So let's talk a little bit about the He's a guitar team. player. He he's a guitar, guitar player? Yeah, Vince plays guitar. I got to get him to come to camp, but he's, you know, he's working football now and he broadcasts for Fox in, in Los Angeles. Vince Ferragamo was really, um, he's an amazing guy. I mean, he endured a lot. Um, he, you know, we endured a lot. We played for the Rams, you know, today look at the salaries, you know, the players have negotiating uh, rights. Um, back then, they had no negotiating rights. It was take it as you you know, take it or leave it. Um, and he went through a tough time, you know, and and he, he you know, when he wanted to get paid, they they wouldn't pay him, and uh, it forced us to go up to Canada. Um, but then the owner went bust up there, but he got back in the NFL, and he's a, an interesting guy because you know his brother was a football coach, and um, he is just a talented. And a great looking dude. So. Yeah, he looks like he's a, out of central casting, doesn't he? Does he? Does I used to? Uh, yeah. Uh, he, you know, I created a concept called um, quarterback club after I, you know, I, I was representing him because I said 
this guy's a model. He could be, you know, modeling, you know, suits and, and everything and, and clothing. And yeah, we had a lot of fun in LA and we're still very close. And, um, you know, we talk all the time and I go, go to a couple of Ram games and he invites me as a guest. Well, that's interesting. Like you said, the big money, because, you know, Vince Ferragamo, he played in a Super Bowl. I mean, it wasn't like he was just kind of a journey. I mean, he was the starting quarterback for a premier team in the NFL. And he took them there. You know, he, he, he I think he played against, I remember the Dallas Cowboy and he threw a pass right up to Billy Waddy and, and they won the game. And, um, you know, he was young. He went up against Terry Bradshaw, went up against those Steelers, but, you know, he led the team and um, very talented and, and a very kind and a very charitable person. I don't know if people realize, but he does so much for special needs kids and does tournament and he has a heart of gold. Really, that's really special guy. Well, you get him to camp. I'm coming out, David. I'm Absolutely. That's great. I'm going to tell him. <laughs> I'm going to tell him. I talked to a guy last night about doing a camp called Rocks and Jocks. So, well, because uh, a lot of jocks want to be rockers, right? And vice versa. Yeah, they want to be rockers. That's funny. So I got today total serendipity that you've got a book out now too. Let's talk about the book. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, we were, they're going to release a book uh, mid-November, early December, and it's really the 25-year history of the camp. Um, we interviewed all the stars. We interviewed the campers. We interviewed the counselors, and um, I just wanted to share the story. And and you know, there's a lot of stories, a lot of fun stories. Uh, a lot of great artwork in the book. It's not a, it's not a hard read. It's, you know, it's not Jan Wenner's biography, uh, but it's, uh, I think people will enjoy it and, and be entertained by it. And, uh, and, you know, like me, I, I, I get motivated at camp, you know, camp uh, really motivates me. And, you know, I want to go back to the film because uh, the other day I was in Columbus, Ohio at this film festival and a gentleman came to visit me, John Frank, you talk about the NFL. John Frank was a tight end with the San Francisco 49ers has two Super Bowl rings. Bill Walsh was the, the, uh, the coach. I represented Hacksaw Reynolds on the team, so I was very close to the team. I didn't know John back then, but John decided that he lost the passion to play football. Can you imagine? He lost the passion. The injuries, he just, and he wasn't injured. And he wanted to be a doctor. And so he went to Bill Walsh and said, I'm not gonna play. And Bill said, no, no, I need you. I, I, Give me two more years. I need you to play. No, no, I'm quitting. I'm going to become a doctor. And today he's a very successful doctor. So for me, why I bring this story up is the film. When I, what, what, the, for me, the film is for people who want to go through life-changing experiences but are scared to. Now, these people do it through music, but I'm hoping people walk away from that film saying, you know, I always wanted to have a podcast. I always wanted to write a book. I always have an app idea. I have a business idea. I want to do, I want to change my career. I want to do something else. You know, can I do it? And, uh, you know, I'm scared. And, I, and this book, this movie, I hope will give people a motivation that you can change your careers. You want to be an artist. You want to be, you know, you don't have to be stuck in the same rut in your life. And, and my goal is for people to find passion in their lives. Absolutely. Well, look at me. I'm a schmo with the show. That's what I tell everybody. Great. I talked to two rock and roll hall of famers. I talked to Eric Johnson, who's on my wall of one of my favorite oh, guitarists of all time. Hold on, you look like Eric Johnson. Oh, there you, I wish I could play like Eric Johnson. <laughs> people tell you that you look a little bit like him. That's funny, though. I had not heard that. Well, this is hey, great. Yeah, same hair parting, same silver hair. <laughs> yeah, that, it's, he's an amazing. He did he did four of those master classes for me during during COVID. It was incredible. Just oh, he's unbelievable. He's yeah, in yeah. another league. Just unbelievable. Oh. Super Not nice. Too. Another league, but he's 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 um he's in another league, but he's also just a, a fine human being. You know, 
it's not hard to find these people that um, I'm, I'm going to, you know, now that you just read, I have to write down Eric Johnson because I want to get a hold of him. But, um, you know, it's not easy to, to, to find people that want to play with amateurs. So um, you have to be a very special person to want to do rock camp. And Eric, uh, he did camp and he said, another, you know, I sound like I'm, I'm uh, talking how great these musicians are. There are a lot of assholes out there too, uh, but they're not coming to my camp. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want any assholes that's no, not fun at all, at all. that at ruins all. the vibe yeah you know what uh, and, and i've had a few people who just weren't right and but no i make sure to talk to them in advance and explain to them this is about the the, the rockers and the rock stars and the, 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 I mean, the campers and leave your ego at the door and let's give these people an experience they'll never get anywhere else well, and I think on that note, and I will put all in the show notes how to watch the movie, how to sign up for Rock Camp, all that good stuff, because I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, but I don't think there's a greater gift in the world than being able to create something, whether it is a rock camp or a song that people enjoy and, and brings meaning into their life. Right, David? Totally. Totally. It really is. It, it's it, We're really blessed. We are blessed. And all these musicians are blessed. And and um, we're, you know, you have to look at life as, as, as positive and look, you know, and you, God gave us our eyes to move forward, you know, to look forward. So uh, on that note, you know, I want to also tell you, someone asked me yesterday, they, they said, give me, to, you know, give me like a 10, 10 quick answers. You know, you can get that on, on people's podcasts, on interviews. And they said, what's your favorite saying? And I said, you know, my favorite saying is luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. You're not lucky. You have to really do the work. And number two, in a hundred years from now, it won't make a difference how much money you have, what kind of car you drive, uh, what kind of house you live in, but only what you've done in the life of a child. And you know, you said you're a parent, and um, that's really the goal in life is to is to give these kids an opportunity to succeed us um, and and motivate them to to do good things in this world. Absolutely, There's no jo greater joy in my life than having my sons do no, well. No joy, right? No better joy, yeah. That's absolutely right. Well, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, and I, I really appreciate it. I love the movie. I think it's so cool what you're doing. Bringing happiness and letting people get out of their heads and enjoy something for five days. Uh, nothing wrong with that. So uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I, I'm serious. You get Vince on, I'm coming out. So okay, done. <laughs> I, I made a note of that. I made it out of that. He's a great guy. I'll tell him. He's going to be happy. Yeah, you tell him that I, I was in the East Stadium and, you know, Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska in the 70s watching him play. So. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right, David, so, thanks so much for the time. Okay, sure. All the best. I'm right. going to give you some. I'm going to be standing on the corner, 12th Street and Vine. Thanks so much to David for coming on the podcast. He zoomed in from a hotel room in New York City where he's doing some promotional work for that very movie. Again, the movie is Rock Camp the Movie. Down in the show notes, you can find all the ways to watch it. It's on Google Play. It's on Vudu. It's on Apple TV. As he said, you can watch it on Access TV for free if you can catch it. Uh, that was ton of fun. And, and that's going to do it for this time on Trading Fours. But uh, one week from today, we are going across the pond back to Scotland. Yes, I love Scotland and things all, all things Scotland. So I am going to be talking to uh, the group Dancing on Tables, a really fun young group from Scotland, all about their brand new album. 
So that is one week from today. Until then, go out, support live music. We'll talk real soon. Bye-bye. train <laughs>